first released my first book, I had no idea how to promote it. I made all the classic mistakes. Online toys, I paid for reviews, and even ran ads. Nothing really seemed to work except for promoting myself through family, friends, and podcasts. So, with Writing Away with Kelly, I'm here to help you, the author, promote the book you have worked so hard to finish. Welcome to another episode of Writing Away with Kelly. I'm excited today because on the show, I have somebody that is sort of like a hybrid of both of my shows mixed together. Aside from this author podcast, I also have my dating podcast. Um, And this book is exciting because it talks about dating and also the confusion of dating and what the hell even is dating. So I would love everyone to welcome to the show, author Lori Hadeka, who is the author of Dating What the Fuck. Hello, welcome to the show, Lori. Hello, thank you for having me. I was hesitant about saying the F word. Um, even though I'm like, like before I talked to you today, I was like, should I just say what the fudge? Um, but I'm like, no, dude, that's not the name of her book. That's so, not the name of the book. Well, there is an asterisk, but you really can't, you know, when you you can't use the asterisk when you're verbalizing the title. You know, you literally so. can't. I, mean, I guess you could be like F or F. I guess Bleak. you could do that. Yeah, that would sound kind of crazy. But anyway, so. This is like the burning question, I think, of every single person that is either single, dating, in a situationship, or on the cusp of giving up altogether. What the (laughs) actual fuck is dating right nowadays? Like, what planet did we just land on that we have to suffer this sort of horribleness that we now call dating? So tell us a little bit about your book and, and why you decided to write this book. Well, I am 49 and never been married, so I have been dating on and off for 30 plus years. I've had my share of significant relationships, but I've had, I guess, what you would call maybe the thrill or the disappointment of dating for that many years. So Mm -hmm. um, I have always been very like verbal with my friends and family about my dating stories, and they always tell me that they sound so funny that I need to write a book. And I've been saying this for like, yeah, yeah, for 10 years. And then in COVID, I lost my full-time event planning job. So I started to write it around this time last year. Oh, and wow. That's, that's how it all came about. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to write about stuff like this. And it seems to go a little bit quicker to write these things because we lived it. Oh, definitely. I couldn't write this if I didn't live it because it's nonfiction. Right. So it's all real. It's the real, real. So in this book that you wrote, how did you or did you hide the people that you dated? Did you give them like little nicknames? Did you change their names? How did you hide the people? I changed their names. I Mm. mean, minimally, as minimally as I could. Like say somebody's name was Ted. I called him Fred. But nobody in my book. No, I didn't ever date a Ted, and there is no Fred, but that's what mm. I'm saying. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, okay. So yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. so what, what was that like for you while you were writing this and, like, reliving some of these dates? Was it kind of, like, pulling up, like, oh, God, what was I thinking? Or was it, like, you know, anything like that? Like, how was it reliving through your words? It was exhausting. I'm not going to lie. Like, mm-hmm. reliving the stories and... Dating is mentally, physically, and emotionally exhausting. So 
it's not a walk in a park. It's not rainbows and butterflies. The reality of dating is it's a hot mess. That's or a shit show or a Seinfeld episode on repeat, or I call it a lot of things. So when I was starting the book, I, I was at my like limit with dating in the bullshit. And I'm like, I've just got to do it. I got to do it. And I was re reliving and rewriting the stories. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm exhausted. I don't want to relive another story. Yes. And, uh, but I just kept pushing through and, um, you know, and that's how I ended up where I am. I mean, I had to, and I'm like 49, I'm like premenopausal. So put that on top of my hate of dating. It was a challenge. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it is. It's exhausting living it and then writing it and then having to talk about it for the foreseeable future. Yeah, it's, yes. it's not always easy to do those things. So I have just a couple questions because like I said, this is sort of a hybrid of my two shows. Right. So with your dating experience, so in my second book that I have coming out, I wrote, I think, three chapters about my unhealthy dating, bad dates, and then like the more healthier dating. And mm -hmm. I wrote in my book, like the one thing I absolutely despised about first dates. Um, what was, what is, or what was one of the worst things about a first date that you just absolutely dread doing? Getting ready. Oh, okay. Like Getting for a ready. man, they don't have to do anything. We got to do our hair. We got to do, um, we don't have to, but mm -hmm. you know, I like to look my best, you know, hair, yeah. makeup, pick an outfit. Like sometimes I would have like my first date uniform, I called it. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> you know, and I'm, it's just like doing the hair and the makeup and driving there. And sometimes you're tired and you don't want to go or you've had a bad day or, you're excited, but you're afraid you're going to be let down. But really, for me, it's just getting getting ready. I am a very low maintenance. Like I'm a baseball hat, no makeup girl as much yes. as possible. And mm -hmm. um, so to do that all the time and then to go on the first date and immediately be let down, I'm like, oh, fuck. Just I want to <laughs> go home. I want my dog. I want to spoon my dog or have some... Yeah cookie dough ice cream or I'm addicted to sour worms or just something. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just the prep. And I mean, I know dating sucks for men too. And this book is for men and women, but men, you know, maybe what do you do? Got to comb your hair. Right. Like, you know, or maybe like if it's summer, I'm like, shit, I got to shave my legs. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. It's all that stuff. Men, men literally comb their hair, smell their pits and then they're out the door. You know, women have to actually prep primp and, and proper and all these outfits and the shoes and the accessories right. and the whole what it's I oh. know it, it it's it's a lot and I think because I was doing it so often I was just getting tired of it more so you know maybe when you first like maybe when you first start dating or back in the day we used to get excited you know uh -huh. put on some music get yourself pumped up put on your hair you know, put on your makeup, do your hair, your pump. Now it's like, oh, Christ. Thank God I have short hair because I can like get ready in 15 minutes. So I'm a, I'm a, so, but I mean like that's, that's the worst part of it or was the worst part of it for me. And then when to get there and they're not who they say they were or the conversation sucks, it's just like a disaster or they have no social skills. It's just like tenfold. I'm like, I got ready for this. Mm -hmm. it's, and I'm like, it's, I just want to go home. Yeah, because it's interesting because it's like I remember going on first dates and being like, did I really waste this dress on this horrible date? 
like yes and then I, I take it and put it back in the pile of like did not take a picture in this so I can definitely wear this again <laughs> and it's like I've had a I've I don't know about you but I've had a date that was so so bad that the outfit I wore I literally got rid of because I never wanted to be reminded of that date again really I haven't yes. done that no but I have <sighs> had like first date uniforms like okay, yeah. this is my first date uniform these jeans this shirt it looks cute not trying too hard not trying not enough let's just go yeah it's it's definitely so for me like the the first date thing that I absolutely hated the most was getting to the meeting spot and not like and like standing there like an idiot just waiting to see if I spot the person that may look like their pictures may not look like their pictures and just like standing there and just being like oh my gosh where is this person I always hated driving up to the restaurant or the bar or wherever it was that we were meeting. I, that was, for me, that was the worst part of it. Yes, yes. Or you know what I think is awkward? I don't know why, but, like, if you drive and they're, like, sitting in the parking lot waiting for you mm-hmm. and you get out of your cars at the same time, I don't know why. I always just feel like that was so awkward. It's just, dating itself is just, is just the worst. Cause like nowadays we're doing all this stuff we were told not to do. Don't ever go and meet a stranger, someone you met off the internet, right. blah, blah, blah. Right. And we're like risking our lives going to meet a complete stranger <laughs> right, in, right. in hopes that they love us. What? Right. It's or in like, hopes that we love them. Yes. Yes. Or yeah. there's some, some kind of a connection. But then it's interesting too, because we have like, the first date situations, but then we have that dreaded like three month mock where like everything seems to be going okay. And then all of a sudden bits and pieces of their mask falls off. And then at one point we realize, son of a biscuit, we're going to have to do this all over again. Oh my God. And it's like, come on, like, give me a break. It's like, yeah, it's like so crazy. And I do feel like after the first date, if you're not feeling like you just want the comfort of your home and you want the comfort of, like you said, your, your dog and, and your gummy worms, then it's like, okay, well, maybe this is like a good thing. Because same for me, like after my dates, I would be like, I just want to sit on my couch. I just want my sweatpants. <laughs> and when I didn't I want my like, bad reality TV. <laughs> yes. Give me my Netflix, give me my trash TV and the ice cream, like you said, where it's like, if this doesn't work out, I, I have the comfort of my own home. Yes. When a, when a date goes well, it's like, oh, like I'm not really craving all this stuff. So that's a really good indicator of whether or not there was some kind of something. But it's the first date is one thing. And then the second day after the first date is like, okay, so like, are they going to call me? Am I going to call them? Oh, uh, and then the whole, yeah, it's so stupid. And the thing is, you know what I mean? It's not, that's another whole topic we could talk about because it's not even calling. Dating is about texting, which makes me insane. Mm-hmm. I hate how and even in life my job my full-time job everything is done over Skype chat text could we pick up the phone and have an adult conversation like right. I hate communicating my whole life with my thumbs on my stinking cell phone or on my laptop and that's yes. one thing I hate about dating is it's so impersonal and the thing about texting is it's like it's like uh a sucker's way to date because it's just easy. It's easy to hide behind a text. It really is. And I think it's also like one of those things where it's the biggest way to miscommunicate with somebody. Oh yes. Yeah. And it's like, you can say one thing and you're laughing and then the other person is like offended and then they don't tell you that they're offended. 
because they don't know how to do that. So it's absolutely the worst. When I was dating, dating, actively dating, my ex-husband and I would talk a little bit about dating and he was telling me he ran into the same problems with the texting only. So after one relationship he had ended, whereas majority of it was actually texting, going forward, his rule was, if you can't communicate with me on the phone, then I'm not having this. Oh, I love him. Good. For, yeah. That's something that people definitely need to do is set their own boundaries and also yes. communicate those boundaries and expectations. Yes. And be very clear. Like, hey, I think you're great, but I am not a texter. This is not a texting relationship. I want to have real time with you. I'll text with you during the day. But I want to have communication with you via phone, you know, daily. And, and it's so funny because it's like, Saying something like that to someone and them getting offended is like, where are we? How is this possible that you're offended that you don't want to have a phone call with me? You know, right. it's, it makes it just so much more difficult. And like what you're saying is you've been dating for quite some time. And it's like when you first started dating to now, I mean, how different is it? You know, it's like so completely different because I remember back in my day, dating was like you actually met up with the person yeah you know and, and you and if you didn't if you weren't home to get their call you didn't get their call exactly and now it's like everyone just does this whole easy thing where you literally can be texting somebody who's on a date with somebody else and you're not gonna know it oh of course everyone's yeah. dating like multiple people at the same time so yes. it's yes yeah and it's, it's crazy because that's like an okay thing to do. But then at a certain point, it's like, okay, so like, what is this? And I think the, maybe you um, know more about this um, because of your experience. But like, when you ask someone like, hey, like, what is this? And like, where is this going? Sometimes they're like offended or they're just like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's really interesting to have that conversation. How has that conversation gone for you? If someone's dating somebody else? Well, if you're kind of like dating for, say, three to six months and you feel like, hey, this is a good thing. Like, yeah, like trying to gauge, like, are they dating other people? Are they like, where is this going? Like that kind of conversation. Um, yeah, that's kind of funky. It's hard to know, like, especially in the beginning. But I can't. I'm trying to think. I've been dating somebody now for 10 months. Mm -hmm. Um. I think it, well, it, it's, that is a hard conversation to have. And I think mm -hmm. one of the biggest reasons is because when people are on their profile, right, I only looked at profiles that said looking for a relationship, yes. not nothing seriously dating casual, even though people say looking for a relationship, they're full of shit because half of them aren't right. So, or more than half. Yes. And either they are lying about it to the other people or they're lying to themselves. Mm -hmm. So, cause they aren't, they aren't looking for a relationship. They're not relationship ready. It's just not. So I think being upfront. No, I don't think I necessarily would say that after like one or two dates. Um, but if you're like, okay, I like this guy. I think just say it. I mean, yeah. you know what? Screw it. At my age, I'd be like, look. Things are going well. I do not want to date multiple people at the same time. You know, mm -hmm. I'm interested in just dating you. And if they're afraid, fuck it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Go find somebody mm -hmm. else who's ready. Like if you guys, this is the thing, which everyone has problems with men and women. They meet somebody, phenomenal conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Laugh, have a great couple dates. 
And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they don't hear from them anymore. The person doesn't want to make any plans. That's like the whole ghosting thing. It's all just like bullshit. Yes. So being very aware of red flags right away, being very upfront. So that's happened to me multiple times. I'm like, what the hell happened? We had great first dates. They want to see me again. We've talked about future plans, which that could be a whole other book about talking about future plans in the beginning of dating. Mm-hmm. Um, just be like, listen, this is what I'm looking for. You know, we've had a couple great dates. I'm interested in seeing where this goes, but I do not want to date you if you're dating somebody else. And if they're like, well, you know, we, we're brand new. Well, then that's not what you want. I mean, it's yeah. not like you're 21. You could want that when you're 21 or maybe you want that when you're 31. But at my age, I'm like, no. That's not what I want. This is what I want. If you don't want that, then we're not on the same page and we're not right. I mean, come on. Right. But it's very yep. hard to do that. And a lot of people don't have the balls to do it or they're insecure or they don't want to scare away somebody that they think is great. Um, but you've got to be self-aware of what you want because you're not going to get what you want unless you ask for it. Yeah, I totally agree. I think the biggest thing about going into dating at any stage of your life is like knowing what you want and then not putting up with things that you don't want. Exactly. And I think that's the hottest thing for a lot of people to do to say, hey, I'm looking for a relationship. I'm looking for, you know, stability, this, this and that. And if you're looking for the same thing, great. And if you're not, be honest. I think the biggest thing that's lacking in dating today is honesty. People oh, are so time. afraid. Yeah, they're so afraid of being honest. And I think a lot of times if you put yourself out there and be honest, you might be surprised at what the other person does. But we're so conditioned to think that if we're honest, that people are going to leave. And if they do leave, then that's how it's supposed to go. But if you're honest, then you might actually be surprised. I just that's the biggest thing, like what you were saying about the dating apps is like so many people. What I've learned is they'll put on that they're looking for a relationship and they're not. Others oh, yeah. Will, and the crazy thing is this is like men will put on that, that they're looking for kids. They'll have to have kids. So for someone like me who's not, I'm swiping on that. But then come to find out a lot of men put that on there, even though they don't want to have kids because they think that's what women are attracted to. But a lot right. of them are losing out on good women because they have that they want to have kids. There have been so many apps or not apps like profiles where I saw these men who are. 45, 50 years old, and they still, you know, someday they want to have kids. And I'm like, I am not dealing with that. So, you know, I'm swiping left on them because it's like, I, I can't have kids. I don't want to have kids. So why would I swipe on somebody who says that? Right, right. Just to, no, just to find right. out, yeah, that they don't want to have kids and they're not looking for all of, you know, these things. So if people were just honest, then they would get, like, how refreshing would it be to look at a, a profile? Not that we would swipe on it, but it's like, hey, I'm here just to bang. I just want to have sex, (laughs) you know, if you guys want tacos and and a day at the lake, great, but I'm not here to to wine and dine you. I'm not here to build up your confidence. I'm here to bang you. Yeah. That's the guy that you want to a degree because he's honest. Yeah. I mean, I would swipe left, but still it would be refreshing versus, oh, blah, 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 all this, you know, crap that you have to like suffer through then you like you're saying you get ready for your first date you go you meet the guy and he turns out he's flirting with the bartender the entire time you're sitting there (laughs) and it's like okay so you're literally not serious about this you know it's yeah so crazy how like that happens so men women be honest and the women if you would just be honest yeah I'm looking for someone to pay my bills and buy me a nice handbag oh yes you know hey maybe you'll find that some guy's you know, like doing that, you know, so it's like, just be honest instead of like, 
yeah, I'm 32 years old and I'm definitely in love with a 75 year old man. No, you're literally not. You definitely want a lifestyle and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but be honest about it and own up to it. If a girl wants to be a sugar baby, then do it. It doesn't matter as long as you're being honest about it. Like who cares? So it's definitely honesty is lacking in dating nowadays. Oh, but people half the reason is if people aren't honest with themselves and they're not self-aware enough. That's like, like somebody, you know, so I I'll use my boyfriend as an example and he is 58 divorced. He has uh, five boys. Well, four are his biologically, but he raised another one. Right. And he Mm -hmm. has a 15 and 17 year old at home and a crazy ass ex. Mm -hmm. And he's got issues with his teenage boys. So I didn't know all this when we started dating that the issues were to this extent. Mm -hmm. And when I, I am trying, not trying, I'm eventually going to start an internet dating website strictly for relationship ready singles. And I was telling him how they're going to be vetted and I'm going to ask questions. And he's like, you wouldn't accept me onto your site, would you? I said, no. Right. You are not. I mean, right. I'm sweet. You know, things are great. We have our ups and downs and we're, we're working on things, but he is not, he should never have put on his profile. I am relationship ready. I'm looking for a relationship. Right. And I even asked him that our first date was great. We had like a four hour conversation. I said, I am only looking for a relationship and I'm only looking for someone who is as well. And he yeah. said, I am. And in his mind, he probably thought he was. Right. But with all the BS with his ex and his kids, all that stuff should have been figured out before he was out there dating. Yes. And I think that has a lot to do with what people think is relationship ready. So individually, he himself probably thought, oh, I am ready. But is the stuff around me ready? No. Yes. The stuff around exactly. you. So if a person has like an issue with the, you know, with the, with their ex and the kids and this and that, it's like, I'm ready, but is this person going to be able to come in and accept all of this that's going on around me? Well, let me get all this stuff straightened out first. And then, you know, I can do this. Like I got divorced. And when I started um, dating and stuff, like I didn't have any issues with my ex-husband. We had Mm -hmm. zero issues to this day, zero issues. The person I've been dating has never once heard me say anything bad about my ex-husband because I was ready. Like everything in my life was settled down. My relationship with him was good. Relationship with his new wife was fine relationship with my kids great so now I am ready but so is the rest of my life and I think exactly yeah that's like what people forget to think about like if you're a say a woman who's dating and it's like you don't have a job and you don't have a car but I'm ready to date no you're not ready to date no you're you're not not ready for anything so it's like once you have everything settled and then you as yourself are good solid everything is going well now you're ready people think of their relationships as like an escape but instead, it, they should be thinking of it as like, you know, a whole piece where it's like, I'm ready. My kids are ready. We're all on the same page. So it's, right. it's tough because we don't know when we are doing the swiping what we're swiping for. So when just for example, like if you swiped and met your ex-husband, it's like or you met your husband or your boyfriend. It's like, yes, I'm saying yes to you and your ex-wife and all your problems. Exactly. You know, not, exactly. Like not knowing. Yeah. So yeah. it's. So to be like self-aware, like we've talked about in this show, like, like, okay, there's a possibility I'm going to meet someone who's going to be great, but is the rest of his life also great? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So like your boyfriend is great, but his surrounding stuff is like, oh, now you have to make a decision, you know, where it's like, 
why do I have to make this damn decision? Why didn't you just come ready? Damn it. I know. Well, the problem is he's not self-aware enough to know that he wasn't ready. Right. And it doesn't even have to be with an ex like or kids. It could be like you said, maybe you're not you're struggling with work or you're having yes. unresolved issues with parents or siblings or you're not self-confident enough because you're still trying to like lose some weight or financially yes. not in the right place that you want to be. And no one's ever like going to be right. 110% ready and no one mm -hmm. is no one, you know, everyone has baggage. Yes. Um but I think that's the biggest problem is there's or like also people who date way too soon after they've been divorced or broken up or ended another yes. relationship. It's like, yes. you're not ready to be dating. Right. And yeah. And the thing about the baggage is interesting because it's so true. We all have it. But where is our baggage? Right. So right. like for me, my baggage is present, but it's also put away in the closet. Yes. You know, where it's like, I have yes. all my stuff, but it's here, it's unpacked, it's, it's, it's there, it's, you know, my kids and, and all my, my past and stuff is still there, um, but it's kind of put away. But somebody who's not ready to date, their baggage is still at their front door, like they just came in from their trip. Right. And you're, and you're <laughs> tripping over it. And you're like, somebody put this damn baggage away. I'm not ready to put my baggage away. Right. Well, stop dating. Stop right. bringing people in who are tripping over your crap. You yes. Know? So it's, yeah. Yeah. I often think of like um, the analogy I like to use with our clients and stuff is if you are out just out of a relationship, think of it this way. Like you just ordered brand new living room furniture and the movers are here to, or the people are here to deliver it, but your old stuff is still there. Where the hell are they going to put the new stuff if your old stuff is still there? Exactly. Like you have to get rid of your old stuff in order to make room for yes. the new stuff. And yeah. I get it that it's, it's hard to let go. It's hard to heal. But it's also necessary if you want to bring in something new and something healthy and something amazing. Yeah, and not hurt pe other people. This isn't just about you. You're bringing other people into your lives, and especially people who say to you, I am ready. And you're yes. like, oh, I'm ready too. And then you're not. And that's, I think dating has become way too casual today as well. Yes. It's too casual. There's too many options, too many people to choose from. People behind, tied behind text and phone. There's no accountability. There's lack of respect. It's not like yes. back in the day. So this is the thing that drives me nuts. Back in the day, you know, I'm old. So before cell phones and the internet dating, someone would have to call you on the phone and ask you to go out on a date, right? Mm -hmm. They may mm -hmm. call you on a Monday, ask you to go out for a Friday, right? Great. One week advance. That's great. Now people are so freaking casual They'll say to you, yeah, you know, maybe I'll drop you a text on Friday to see if you're free Friday night. Maybe we'll go out. Right. No, or, that's a no to me. That is no, nope, right. nope, and nope. You want right. to see me, you're going to ask me out in advance because you're going to make sure that I'm free because you like me enough to want to make sure that I'm free so you can see me. Yes. And I, the ones who are like, I'm not the type to make plans. I'll let you know. Oh, yeah. yeah no. 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 no, no. Sorry. No. Uh, my life is very important, especially now. I'm even more busier than I've ever been. But mm -hmm. it's also about self-respect. You have to have self-respect for yourself. Are you okay with somebody just casually being like, yeah, you know, she's kind of cool. Maybe I'll call her on Friday to see if she's Friday night, free Friday right. night. No. Right. no. No. You want Absolutely someone who's not. like, wow, I really want to see that girl. I want to make plans with her next weekend, even though it's only Monday night. Yes, like someone who's like, I'm so sure about this. I definitely don't want anyone else to scoop you up on these nights. So I'm going to do it because you are important to me or I'm really interested in, in doing this. So it's definitely interesting with how it goes. And I also feel like 
to a certain degree, it's generational. I feel like with my generation, it's more of like, I like plans. I like to know like, hey, Friday, Saturday, these are things I'm doing. Sunday, I might do whatever with whoever, but I like to have my plans. The thing I don't like is the, you know, unknowing, like, will he call? Will he not call? Am I going to see him? Am I not going to see him? So I can, for myself and like my personality, which brings us right back to awareness is this is the type of person I am. I like plans. If you're the type of person that doesn't like plans, this probably won't be a good fit. So we need to be more of like, these are my boundaries. This is who I am. If this is not who you are, that's okay, but this right. won't work for me. Yeah. And people are too afraid of saying that because they don't want to stand up for themselves. They don't want to quote unquote lose someone. But if they're not a good fit with making plans, what makes you think they're going to be a good fit in the future? Right. You know, it's like we have yeah. to look at these little things. And if it's not going to work this way, then how the heck is it going to work when there's a tragedy? You know? Yeah. And that's for men and women. I mean, yes. I, 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 You know, I know men have the same dating issues and they hate it as much as we do. Obviously, we're women. We can only talk about it from our perspective. I have spoken with men when I've written the book because it is for men and women and have men. And I know it's it's bad on both sides. So, Mm -hmm. man, you know, if uh, if there's a man out there who's like, this is what I want, then set your expectations. Tell the female and, you know, respect yourself and stay true to your boundaries. Yes. Yes. And I, I think one thing that people tend to forget is that you can feel this way and the person can feel that way. But if there is a solid connection, you can talk and compromise where right. you both feel comfortable about like, you know, yeah, I don't like to go out on Friday nights because I'm exhausted. Well, I don't like to go out on Saturday mornings. Okay, well, how about let's do a Thursday? You know, right. something. <laughs> where, right. Right. You know, where it's like, let's just kind of like work this out where we can both be comfortable and people a lot of times people are like, I, when some of the clients I work with, some of them are just like, these are things I want. If they don't have these things, I'm moving on. And it's like, well, you can continue moving on or you can learn how to compromise and negotiate because if you have these ideals and these ideas of what you want your partner to look like, you're never going to find anyone. Right. So I it's, think it it's, has to be like, you're saying like different levels of, yeah. like, I remember when I was younger, I mean, I'm college educated. I have a college degree. I remember saying, I want someone who has a college degree. Mm-hmm. If they don't, never mind. I mean, that's not even on my list anymore. Yes. I don't care if you have, I just care that you have a good job. You're a go-getter. You're motivated. I mean, there's, there's non-negotiables that are logical. And then there's some that are just, you're never going to find anyone like a non-negotiable for me would be no smoking. Right. That's just not it. But if I want somebody, well, they have to have a college degree and they must make six figures and they must live in a home and they must, you know, pay for everything that we do. Well, that's fine. But, you know, you have to decide what you want. But I mean, I do agree there should be some non-negotiables, but they also have to be logical and like something you can actually find in somebody else because nobody is perfect. Right. I totally agree with that. When I first started dating, my list was obnoxious. And then by the time I knew it, (laughs) my list was basically like, is he breathing? Then yes, I will meet up with you. Where it's like you go from like, when we first start off, it's, it's the cutest thing with a lot of these people who are dating. I want someone who's this height, this color hair, this color eyes, this kind of job. Okay, girl, right. move on. Right. Like, you can do that if you are talking to an artist who's drawing you a picture. Right. But if you want a real life human, you're going to have to like give up a lot of like the superficial stuff that yes. we want. 
obviously we need to be attracted to them. But at the same time, very rarely do I hear anybody say to me, like, like, I, I remember one guy on a, on a dating app had asked me, like, what I'm looking for in a guy. And at this point, I had realized what I was actually looking for. And I was like, I'm looking for someone honest, trustworthy, respectable, somebody who can be there in my time of need and somebody who, you know, cares about how my day is going. And he mm. literally was like, and he was like, well, how do you like, so you don't care like what they look like or something. He had said something. And I was like, no, dude, I'm like, it's not all about like the way they look. If they look amazing, uh, great. But if they have all these qualities that I'm looking for, that's what I really want. Because it's like, at the end of the day, we have all these like, you know, men and people who are liking hot women on Instagram. And it's like, if you're getting the worst news of your life, you're not going to call the girl from Instagram's picture that you just liked to have her meet you at the hospital. You're going to have the person next to you in bed, take you to the hospital. You know what I mean? So it's all about like, who's going to be there for you when you're suffering and people tend to forget that when we're dating and we're looking for a life partner, can I suffer well with this person? Or is this person like the Ferrari with no engine in our, in our driveway? Everyone thinks it looks great, but it can't do anything. Right. You know, so we have to like take away the superficialness of it and really look at who shows up for us and who we can, rely on and who we can say, Hey, I'm going away for the weekend. And they're not going to bang seven girls while you're gone, you know? So it's like, we want the comfort and ease of leaving for a couple days and coming back. And our person is still sitting there and missed us because they're not, you know, doing shady things. So once we get to a certain point where it's like, we really want a life partner versus an Instagram friend, it's our, our ideals change and like our list changes as well. Right. No, Definitely. you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. They do. Things change. And then some things that were negotiable when you were younger are now non-negotiable. Right. And that's okay. Like, yes. to be, you know, be, be like, I do not want to date somebody with kids. Right. Period. That's it. And yes. you know what? I said that because I really did not want to date. I do not have children. I like kids. Mm-hmm. I owned a dance studio. I've been a preschool teacher, whatever. But now I'm at the age where I'm too old to have kids. I and I really do not want to date anyone who has kids, young kids. And then, mm-hmm. you know, and now that I even think about it, maybe that has any that are still living at home. Right. Because, you know, they're still taking up that person's time and energy and focus, especially if the kids have issues and typical teenage crap or even more than the typical teenage crap you know what I mean and Mm -hmm. I don't know it's it's hard to figure out but like you said you just need to stay true to who you are stand up for yourself respect yourself enough to ask for what you want because if you don't ask you're not going to get it and don't let anyone sway you but also be logical you know nobody's perfect um but you know, who cares if the person you lose this person you think is cool because they don't want to just date you, then screw him. Go find right. somebody else who is ready for a relationship and does think it's special that the two or three dates you had were phenomenal. Yes. Because it's always yes. like, oh, that girl or that guy was really cool. But, you know, I'm also talking to 10 other men or 10 other women. You got to right. check them out. Well, then you're right. going to snooze and you're going to lose and you're going to be like, damn. I mean, and I've had that happen to me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
meaning like I've had great dates with guys and then they fuck it up and later they, they come calling back to me. Yes. You know, yep. oh, hey, how are you? I've been thinking, you know, and it's just like, dude. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and men do that to women and women do it to men. So. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely talk- running rampant out there for sure. I mean, if we all could just grow up and act like adults, that would be great. That that would be amazing. We'll have to send out a memo um, for everyone to just grow up and be damn honest. Well, Lori, it's been so amazing talking to you. I'm excited that we were able to connect and kind of talk about both the book and the dating stuff, which is always so fun. So if somebody is looking for more information about you or your book, where can they find you? So my website for my book is called datingwhatthefuck.com. And there is no mm-hmm. asterisk like there is in the book. So it's the, the word fuck spelled out. So datingwhatthefuck.com. Um, you can email me at uh, info at datingwhatthefuck.com. I also have a Facebook page. It's facebook.com backslash dating is horrible. Um, we couldn't use the word fuck on Facebook, so I had to come up with something else. Um, so those are the places that, uh, and I also have, if you go on, my book is available in ebook and print. And I also have a line of singles t-shirts that coincide with the book that you can see on the website. Awesome. Well, that's amazing. I'm so excited about your book. I hope everyone kind of rushes out there to get it. Um, If you feel like you want some comfort in this crazy world of dating, check out Lori's book. And then obviously let her know what you think by leaving her a review because authors need reviews in order Mm -hmm. to put the food in our mouths. So thank you so much, Lori, for your time today. It was amazing talking to you. Yeah. Thank you, Kelly. I greatly appreciate it. I had a great time. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. For more information on anything you heard from today's show, please visit www.kellysmithauthor.com.